What is up, Anchor Nation? This is your host, once again, Aaron Rollins, coming at you live and ad-free on my podcast, Southeaster. Thanks for tuning in and joining me today. It is a overcast and muggy and bug-filled day in central Texas. Drive safe out there, y'all. On the note of driving, there have been a significant increase, according to you know, my experience driving and aggressive drivers. Why is everybody pushing and pushing, getting right on your bumper, you know, 10 feet, 12 feet back? And, and why are people driving this way? What What is going on with the way that people are driving? I, I just don't get it. They're changing lanes really fast. They're getting right up on you. They're, oh God. Uh, I was distracted for a second. There's a car wash opening up down from the road where I live, and I was really hoping it would be open today. I need to wash my freaking car. My car is gross. Um, but, I mean, th- th- these drivers are just out of control. They're out of control. Excuse me while I sneeze real quick. You see how easy that was, John? I, I pressed stop on the, the goddamn phone and um, stopped recording while I did my bodily function instead of recording it on the freaking podcast for everybody to hear. Ugh. Moving on. So I've just been seeing a lot of ridiculous driving here recently and just people not not giving space. You know, I, I read somewhere that um, if there was like a regulated distance between cars, congestions and traffic incidences would be significantly reduced. Right? And, and it's just not happening. I mean, yeah, people need to be able to yeah, you know, drive however they want, you know, especially if there's like an emergency, you know, uh, whatever. But if there's not a freaking emergency, man, why do you need to drive that way? You know, why do you need to scream and holler and road rage? Why do you need to, to push right up behind um, another driver and you not give them space? Why do you need to change lanes quickly? Why do you need to not use your blinker? Everyone needs to use their freaking blinker. I don't get what happens. I mean, when, you, when you're when you learning to drive, you're using your blinker for things you don't need to use your blinker on. You're, you're, you're at a turn-only lane and you use your blinker. You're, 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 you're in a, um, you know, you're, you're, you just, for, for one reason or another, you're not using your blinker the way you should. You should use your blinker when you merge in front of somebody from one lane to the next. You should use your blinker when you're on a ramp and you're coming onto traffic so that other people will actually be attentive to that little light that's flickering and pay attention to their speed and your speed so that they can allow you to merge. It's just insane how people drive in modern times. You know, I think when people invented the car, they weren't expecting the crap that people are doing when they drive. I just, I don't get it. I don't freaking get it. Um, Moving on. So classes are going okay. Once again, I'm stuck with these, you know, younger people that want to goddamn <laughs> not pay attention and question everything. You know, I, I just feel so good to me when I say something and I'm proven right. There was this assignment we had to do that involved um, different, you know, blocks that you had to fill in. And one of those blocks, I was like, hey, do we need to add these three things to that block? And somebody says, well, did she ask for that? I was like, no, I just thought that they should be on there. Do you think we should add them? 
And it turns out, yeah, she wanted us to add those three things. I'm not going to get into that detail because it's very technical and specific and y'all wouldn't know what I'm talking about anyway. So, yeah, it just felt very nice. Very nice. And, uh, you know, I had my brother and my girlfriend and um, that was it. Yeah, my brother and my girlfriend came and, and helped me pick up some furniture from some lady I used to work with uh, who's moving and, and getting rid of some of her stuff. And uh, when she backed me up, it was like, hey, he's one of the hardest working dudes. Uh, he had a great work ethic when we were working together. I was like, I really appreciate, you know, people validating what I've been saying for the last year and a half. You know, it's been it's been kind of nice Been kind of nice to know that I'm just not, you know, rambling off bullshit, yammering on. And, uh, I, you know, I'm delusional. I'm not. Somebody backed me up. Somebody that had no reason to back me up, back me up. So we'll see. We shall see. And apparently since I've been gone from that place, a whole bunch of other people have left too. You know, I remember when I was there working, we had a really high turnover rate. Um, I think it was like 40% of staff would, would leave throughout the year. You know, and that's bad. That's bad. You, you can't, you can hardly keep half of your staff on hand for more than a year. You know, and I think some of the people that hired on, they had intentions to go other places once they hired in. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what happened with some folks, but for the majority of them, they wanted better options. They wanted better opportunities and they found them. Uh, one lady I think went to work from home. Uh, another lady wanted to travel nurse. Um, I think one of the guys just, yeah, he, he's tired of not getting promoted and everybody interviews for these management jobs and he never gets them. So he's going to go somewhere else. Uh, in defense of the place that I worked, I'm going to defend my place of my former employment here. Uh, the guy that I'm mentioning right now is kind of strange. He was a paramedic for a long time. Um, I'm pretty sure he's an only child too, but he's, he's damn near 60 and, uh, he, he's got PhDs. He's got, you know, advanced education and he's not pursuing like higher levels of responsibility um, and the ones that he is pursuing are like low level leadership and it's, he's not getting it, but he's not getting those, those positions for a friggin' reason. People don't think he's, um, good to work with, you know, it's a, like a handful of people didn't get a weird vibe from him. You know, he makes jokes that people don't find funny. Uh, he can be inappropriate sometimes, but you know, that's the. If you've if you've ever worked with paramedics, they have a dark sense of humor, and I've I've known a few. Um, I know in the military we have a dark sense of humor, and the the difference is is that I tend to keep that kind of crap uh, quiet. I tend not to make those jokes uh, anymore. I used to, and I realized that that was pushing people away. I realized that in my twenties. This guy's damn near sixty. And he's still doing that crap, not realizing that people, you know, are kind of turned off by his humor or they're turned off by his silliness. He's a little silly. And that's, I don't begrudge anybody a little silliness. It's just that these folks don't, they don't like it. They don't, they don't think it's okay. Um, I get along fine with him. You know, I tolerate his, his ridiculous antics, but there's just too many folks that, that aren't with that. Um, moving on. So... That's just the new, what's, what I've heard about work since I've been gone. No, no real improvements. Uh, pretty much the same as, as it has been, which, you know, I'm not surprised. And I told people that when I was getting ready to leave, that that place was 
there before I got there. It'll be there when I'm gone. And that's that's the obvious truth. That is that is definitely the truth of that that scenario. But um, exciting news. Uh, Jamie and I are going to be moving out of this house into a house down the road in Troy. It's going to add some more commute for me, but it's going to be cheaper. It's going to have more amenities. Um, it's not going to be much cheaper, but it is going to be cheaper. Uh, it's not going to have a freaking bug problem. You know those big fat roaches that that uh, come for the the moisture in the water or whatever. We get those like uh, twice a week. They just crawl their way in the house. And I've sprayed, man. I've tried putting out roach traps, but they just keep coming. They want the moisture. They want the water. So they and they're in a safe place to breed. So we're getting away from that crap. Um, and we're getting away from, oh my God, the the crime in this area. You know, our house hasn't been robbed, but there have been people walking around when other folks are asleep, pulling on car handle doors. Uh, thank God my car is a piece of shit. Because when they pulled on my handle, they yanked the, the damn handle on the driver's side door is broke. So when they pulled on that sucker, they realized, oh, this car's fucked up. Let's move on to the next car. So that saved my car from being vandalized and robbed. So, <laughs> um, moving along. Uh, what was I going to say next? Uh, so we're, we're leaving that behind. You know, the people, random people trying to get into our cars. Um, I found out about it, uh, from a neighbor who said, hey, you guys should keep an eye out on that. There's people walking around. And I was like, oh, okay, well, thank you for letting us know. And uh, there's a house down the street that's been boarded up. And all of the possessions outside of the house were just moved out to the, not even all the way to the curb, just like halfway to the curb or kind of close to the curb. And there was a bunch of junk, like broken furniture and sheets and clothes and trash. And it was like, man, that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. But thank God those people are gone because apparently they were meth dealers. Um, there's a guy that lives next door to me who's been here for 20-something years. So he knows, you know, everybody that comes and goes. He keeps an eye on that stuff because this is his neighborhood. So uh, he um, he's uh, staked his claim on this little piece of Texas. And this is where he's going to probably die. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he will. He's, he's still only, he's in his 50s, so he's got time. Moving along. So we're getting away from this. You know, the gunshots that happen here. The cars getting broken into, the drugs that are being sold. Hell, across the street, just right across the house, directly in front of my house, there was this lady that was carrying groceries out of her car. I walked up and I said, hey, would you like some help? She said, yeah, some of that stuff's heavy. Jamie's with me. Jamie's getting in the car. I'm carrying up this lady's water bottles and Gatorade bottles. She's got quite a few of them. Apparently, there's like, I don't know, three different families living in this house. It's a big house. Moving on. I, I'm just carrying the groceries from the car up to the porch, which is a concrete slab that has steps leading up to it. And then you go inside. I'm just walking up to the porch and I can smell so much weed. Like the weed is so strong. If I had stuck around just outside of the house, not even in the house, if I had just stayed outside the house, I would have got a contact high. That's how strong the weed was. So, whoa, man, y'all are just... No limit to this shit around here, huh? <laughs> just just selling fucking weed uh, all hours of the day, and you know you know they sell weed when cars roll up to the house for two minutes. Somebody gets in, goes up to the house, gets back in their car, and leaves. And I'm like, there's nothing in this world that you would have gone to the house for 
for two minutes for these people. They don't have no professional business signage. They're not, you know, a notary public. They're, they're not bankers or nothing like that. They don't post any signs for a business that's run out of that house for, you know, 20 different cars a week to be rolling up to the house and then just leaving right after they get there. Right. I mean, it's just common sense that these people are, you know, selling the weed, especially when it smells like it does. And they got damn kids in the house, too. That just I can't get my head around that, man. You want to smoke weed and chill? Fine. Don't bring that crap around your kids, bro. Give them a chance. Give them a chance to grow up without substances polluting their body. Uh, anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. So my brother told me something that pissed me off. About a friend of mine that I spent, you know, years of my childhood around. Thought that was actually kind of cool until we got to high school and he was all about his friends. I mean, which happens, you know, people grow up. But, you know, I thought that we had some sort of bond. You know, I'm, I'm messaging him over Facebook for years. I send him, you know, a message every once in a while. Heard your mom got cancer, man. So sorry to hear that. Hey, haven't talked to you in a while. How you been? Um, you know, congratulations on your kid or whatever. Uh, we, we had a couple of comments here and there and, you know, he would say something and we'd say something for, you know, have a little, a very small dialogue. And then that would be that. And he doesn't respond to me no more. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, he'll talk to me when he wants to talk to me. My brother sees him face to face at a football game, a kid's football game. And he like the motherfucker talks to my brother for 20 minutes and doesn't take a break. Just keeps talking to him. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Were you closer to Shane than you were for me? Shane didn't spend the night at your fucking house. Shane didn't, you know, play video uh, hockey with you on video games and, and let you beat their ass. You know, Shane didn't fucking let you whoop up on him at work. We did this game called Trading Licks. And Jake's, you know, at that time, he's obviously fucking stronger than me. Yeah, you know, he's probably stronger than me now. He used to legit, like, religiously work out. He was all about being strong. His dad was a strong dude. Um, So... You remember being at work, we would see like who can handle the most pain. So he would just fucking light me up. And I, I mean, I could hurt him, but I could never hurt him like the way he hurt me. Fucking laying into my arm so bad that it bruised it purple. But you know, I was a teenager at the time. I knew what I was doing. I just wanted to be cool and it didn't work out so good because he just thought it was fun and funny to fucking hurt me. Whatever. And I, I think, you know, because we got this history, we got this background. That maybe we should keep in touch. Well, apparently that doesn't fucking matter to people. <laughs> you know, I, I keep uh, I keep thinking about all these people I've known my whole life. And I was like, oh, cool. We used to know each other. We should keep up. We should keep in touch. And it's like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> Turns out that if you're not in someone's day-to-day -day life, they don't really care what the fuck you're doing. Um, I don't know. I guess that's uh, the, the solution that Facebook offered. It's like, well... You don't see these people every day. You don't talk every day. But you can at least keep up with their lives without actually having to talk to them. You can see their pictures. You can see what they're announcing to the world or whatever. Um, speaking of Facebook, I ran into a student I'm, I'm at school with. Oh, my God. He was so embarrassed when I when I revealed this to him. I, I came up to him and I said, hey, man, you shared something on this page that we're in that's uh, connected to the university. It's called UMHB Vets. And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? I didn't share anything on that page. I was like, uh, yeah, it was this woman who uh, was kind of not very attractive. Uh, she's wearing these clothes and this dude's talking about how her clothing makes her body look bad. And, you know, I was trying to make that very clear. It's like, I'm not trying to body shame anybody. It's like, but if you're going to dress up a certain way, you should dress in a way that's flattering. 
I don't run around the campus wearing a goddamn tank top, right? Or um, what's the what's another thing I shouldn't probably fucking wear? Uh, a wife beater or whatever. No, I think those are the same thing. Um, I don't run around the campus shirtless, right? I mean, I cover up my parts that are less attractive. Um, moving on. So, you know, I said, it's like, hey, you got a video of this lady who's uh, talking to somebody in this truck. And uh, she's like talking about her body and stuff. And it it's not something that you should share on a college institution's social media page. But he shared it. And like when I saw it, I thought it was fucking hilarious. But I didn't say anything. I was like, um, you know, I'm going to let the moderators and administrators handle this. Like I, I'm in no position to tell this dude, hey, you should probably take that down. I don't run the page. I don't have any authority over him. So I'm just going to let that post, you know, be handled the way it should be handled. And that was probably like Sunday. No, not Sunday. It was probably like Wednesday. Wednesday or Tuesday when this got posted up on that page. And I try sharing it. I think it's funny. I watch it. I was like, ah, that's funny. Okay, whatever. And well, I see this guy and I tell him about it. And he was like, no, I did not mean to post that there. And I show it. I was like, hey, that's your name, right? That's you. And this is the video you shared. He's like, I was supposed to share that to another group that is okay with that kind of sense of humor, not the fucking university page. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. He took the video down and posted an announcement on the page. Like, I'm so sorry, y'all. That was inappropriate, and I didn't mean to offend anyone. <laughs> and I said, well, you should probably ask that. You know, that's not me. That's not the type of thing I do. And he's like, oh, no, it's 100% me. Well, yeah, but you should say that <laughs> these colleagues, these professionals, these people that have PhDs and masters and are in the, you know, working community that are alumni of UMHB that can see this stuff, you should probably say something to them. <laughs> but no, nah, he, he just wanted to apologize, and that was it. So I just thought it was really funny how embarrassed he got. He got so freaking embarrassed. So bad. Um, anyway, moving on. So listening to uh, my nephew over this last weekend... I was at his birthday party and such, and um, he's in full swing teenager mode, man, like moody and wants to pop off uh, with insulting remarks and stuff like that. He was talking about a kid that was uh, at his birthday thing and said he was homeless and shit. And I'm like, bro, don't say that kind of stuff about somebody. I mean, he's not homeless. You know, obviously he's not homeless. He wouldn't be here if he was homeless. Okay. He's like, dang, man, where, where are these kids getting this shit from? You know, and it's it just ties into the thought I had earlier that yeah, times when times change and and you get older, you just you just see things differently, and 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 it happens you know time after time after time. The more things change, the more they say the same, right? I mean, you just you just don't see the older and the younger generations the way you see your generation, and they feel the same way about you. Like my nephew, I try talking to him, and he's like, man, I. I'm I'm not gonna change. I'm just gonna stay the same. I'm like, oh, whatever, dude. Whatever. I've changed. I'm not the angry kid that I was when I was fucking twelve or whatever. You know, so I try to get through to him. But you know, it's it's just like with uh with music. With music. That's what I was gonna talk about a second ago and I kinda went off on a trail there. Um with my brother, we were uh going to get that furniture and the song comes on by Three Days Grace that I've always liked. And he's like, Oh, that song sucks. And I was like, No, it's a good song. He's like, No, it sucks. <laughs> you're only four years older than me. This song is in the same time frame as we are. What you think it sucks? And he's like, yeah, it sucks. Okay. <laughs> you know, something that just, oh, just a few years apart. There's that, that huge of a gap, you know? I mean, dang. And uh, yeah, I've, I've seen scientific research that shows 
that more modern music is intellectually less substantial. Like it has less substance. It has less uh, meaning and value intellectually. It's more just about entertainment. You know, when music was first created, yeah, it was entertaining, but it was all about stimulation, you know. It was about trying to, to promote people's conversations and their reflections on life and stuff. And now it's all about getting drunk and doing drugs. And how can you block the world out? It's like, shit, man, what what happened? <laughs> how did this happen to music? Oh, God. Uh, well, what can you do, man? I mean, time marches on. Hell, what's music going to be like in 50 years? When we're old men, I mean, how's it even going to sound the same? Now, I will tell you this, country music's not... I used to like country music as a kid, but I do not like country music now. It's all about, you know, popularity and mixing in a little bit of rap and um, people trying to sound like the artists that were out in the 80s and 90s. And I'm like, bro, y'all got to... Y'all got to do something different because this ain't it. This ain't how you keep country music relevant. I mean, I just, I don't get it. I don't get where, where people are coming up with this stuff. But they're making millions of dollars and I'm not. So maybe I should just shut the fuck up. Mind your, uh, what's the word? Know, know your role, jabroni. Shit. <laughs> wonder how that would fly to the, with today's kids and the youth. Anyway, moving on. I, I got to get to it. I got stuff I got to do. Um, assignments are coming up, man. It's uh, it's a critical time to get these grades good. Um, Jamie was wanting to go out of town, and I was like, "No, I really need to stick around here and, and button down." And she got mad because it was like, "Well, you left last weekend, and you're talking about going and doing stuff this weekend." I was like, "I'm not leaving town. I need to stay here and do this stuff. I need to do these assignments. I need to study for this exam I've got on Monday. I've got another exam on Tuesday. I've got another exam on Friday. I need to, you know, have a home base, and I need to not go away for three days." And not spend time studying. She's like, well, what about all these other... Like, that's not what I mean, man. I mean, like, I need to take advantage of this weekend and do what I need to do. So, I don't know. It's it's like she... I understand you want to have fun with your significant other and, and do things together. But you, you don't have to do everything together. And you don't have to get bent out of shape that you're not doing everything together. I'm like, what the fuck? If you want to go have fun with your family, go have fun. Okay, I'm, I need to stay here and I need to focus on this stuff. I need to not get distracted. I want to lift some weights, maybe go work out with a friend of mine. That's cool. But I am going to come back home. I'm going to come back home and spend time on my computer learning and, and, and memorizing so that I can regurgitate this bullshit. Moving on. So uh, we're covering uh, the respiratory system now. Yeesh, that's exciting. And musculoskeletal actions, which is it's kind of cool that the one of the classes I'm taking it kind of lines up with AMP1, so that's good. I'm, I'm kind of reinforcing some of that knowledge so I don't forget it. I'm feeling really nice. That, that's kind of nice. So, uh, we gotta, you know, that's wish me luck. Wish me luck because these tests are not easy and I need good grades. I need them. Um, that's all I got for you today. Uh, if you want a good laugh, go listen to JP's What. He's got some pretty stuff about people driving too. And kind of we're on the same page with that. So, um, that's it. That's all I'm going to do for now. I'm going to get inside, get this work done. I uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. I hope that <laughs> I hope you were able to laugh at my pain. Oh, God. And maybe, I don't know, you agree with some of the stuff I'm saying. If not, get your own goddamn podcast and make some channels yourself, right? And see where uh, I'll, I'll give you a listen. I guarantee you I'll, I'll listen to some of the stuff you guys say, even if I don't like it. 
Because I don't always like what John talks about. I don't I don't collect action figures and shit. I don't feel like that's you know, I've got a couple of things from my childhood that are meaningful to me. That's that's really about it. I, I don't have a fucking whole room dedicated to, to action figures. That's not my thing. I don't, I don't collect comic books. I don't collect toys. I've got some military memorabilia, and then that's about it. You know, my brother likes to collect boogers. That's his thing. Um, I, I don't know why that is. It's just his thing. Uh, but, I, you know, that's just not never been my thing. You know, I've got better. I've got more important things to spend my money on. You know, like my fucking car. My car needs work, so. I Here I am. I'm talking five minutes after I said I was going to leave. I'm going to get in this house. Appreciate y'all tuning in. This has been Aaron Rollins from Southeast Third. We did it live, and we did it ad-free on Anchor. Y'all, please continue to drink water. I know it's not as hot, but you still still, still drink water. And until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. This has been Southeast Third, and I am signing off.